It's another edition of Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Emily Connolly, editor at Audiophile, is with me this week, and we're getting her takes on what she's been listening to lately. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm happy to be on and so excited to talk about audiobooks with you. Okay, so we have had two mysteries. Are we going for three? We're not. We're shifting gears and we're talking about some nonfiction. This next audiobook is How the Word is Passed, A Reckoning with the History of Slavery Across America, and it's written and narrated by Clint Smith. Now, Clint Smith, the poet, correct? The poet, and also he's a staff writer at The Atlantic, and it's been published in a lot of different uh, magazines and newspapers. And I actually came to this audiobook through an online event where he read a selection from the book, which was great because I knew immediately that I wanted to read it based on what he was reading and also how he was reading it because... Mm-hmm. He did a fabulous job. What's the premise? Yeah. What's the premise of the book? As the subtitle says, it's thinking about and reckoning with the history of slavery across America. What was the impact of slavery in America? And how are we thinking about it? How are we teaching it to children? And um, how are we talking about it with each other? So he's visiting different places, mostly in the United States, mostly in the South, meeting people there who are sort of acting as the public historians, telling the story of slavery or not in a given place. Wait, what kind of places when you say places? At the beginning, he's in his hometown of New Orleans. He talks about the echo of enslavement being everywhere there. He visits Monticello and the Whitney Plantation, where at at that plantation, they're doing a very intense job of trying to show what life was like there for the enslaved people. He goes to Angola prison that had been a uh, plantation at one point and is still a place where mostly black men are working in the field still for little pay. But he does take us north to New York and across the sea to Senegal as well. And so he's looking at very specific places and then extrapolating from that the way they're still impacted by the history of slavery. Yeah. So each each chapter is focused on one of those places, um, eight different places, I think, eight or nine, and the ways those are tied to slavery and the ramifications today. But I think one of the most interesting parts of listening to this is you're getting to hear his conversations, you know, he's narrating it, but you're hearing his conversations with different people he meets there, whether it's the people giving the tours or the people on the tours with him, or, you know, he goes to an event with the Sons of Confederate Veterans and he talks to some of them and you can really feel the tension of those conversations. But he's hearing from all these people how they are reckoning with or not slavery in those places. Why don't we hear a little bit? Sure. So this is from the prologue where he's in New Orleans, like I said. And so we can hear a bit of his writing and a bit of his narration, too. Okay. This is How the Word is Passed, and it's written and read by Clint Smith. The echo of enslavement is everywhere. It is in the levees, originally built by enslaved labor. It is in the detailed architecture of some of the city's oldest buildings, sculpted by enslaved hands. It is in the roads, 
first paved by enslaved people. As historian Walter Johnson has said about New Orleans, the whole city is a memorial to slavery. New Orleans is my home. It is where I was born and raised. It is a part of me in ways I continue to discover. But I came to realize that I knew relatively little about my hometown's relationship to the centuries of bondage rooted in the city's soft earth, in the statues I had walked past daily, the names of streets I had lived on, the schools I had attended, and the buildings that had once been nothing more to me than the remnants of colonial architecture. It was all right in front of me, even when I didn't know to look for it. It was in May 2017, after the statue of Robert E. Lee near downtown New Orleans had been taken down from its 60-foot pedestal, that I became obsessed with how slavery is remembered and reckoned with, with teaching myself all the things I wish someone had taught me long ago. He is a wonderful writer. I really, really am a fan of his. And I think this book clearly deals with really important issues, but it's hard for me to tell from this clip how I feel about him as a narrator. Mm. I think I think his narration really worked for me. I think I could hear I could hear the poet in how he was narrating. I I was drawn right into hearing it. I do think with a lot of nonfiction, I find I want to go back and revisit passages. And so doing that in print would help me. But I think there was definite power. The last chapter, he's speaking with his grandparents and hearing from them about their conversations with their grandparents who had been enslaved. And he talks about this being a book he wished he had as a kid and growing up and learning these false histories mm. in school. So I think I wanted to say this is one I think high schoolers could definitely listen to as well and learn a lot from and then maybe use it as a launching point to look into, you know, how is the legacy of slavery taught where they live or not? Or exactly just or what what has happened in that area? Yeah, as I said, he's a wonderful, wonderful writer. So I look forward to it. That is How the Word is Passed, written and read by Clint Smith. Emily, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Joe. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Penguin Random House Audio, publisher of best-selling nonfiction and fiction for adults and children. Titles like Suli by John Grisham and Fly to the Puffin by Anne Braden. Visit penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash audiophile today and start listening. I'm Joe Reed. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.